Could you look at that? <laughs> well, John, let me tell you, we are live on the internet. This will be this will be on the internet. So everything you say will be going out to millions and millions and billions of users. And apparently India is bigger than China today. How are you this morning and this evening and this afternoon? Great. Now, how do I turn off this stupid filter? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it. All right, John. Welcome to another episode with Cronus. This is the Musicians Insider, but today we will be talking all things chat, GPT, and what you've been up to lately. So tell me what you've been up to and how you maybe could pass along some information to my viewers that would be beneficial to them, but then also off, just tell me what's going on. Off, I want to hear the update. A selfless promotion plug on people interested in subscribing to my Patreon channel, patreon.com forward slash JD Crunch Time. Go there to watch some of my firsthand videos with people like Steve Wozniak, the Homebrew Computer Club Reunion, and a whole bunch of other really cool things back in the computer days. End of self-promotion. Now let's talk about ChatGPT. All right, when I first got access to ChatGPT, it was ChatGPT 3.5. Uh, it was really difficult getting on ChatGPT because it was so crowded all the time. It was always, the servers were always in use. But whenever I first got on, I said, hmm, this is interesting. Let me see if I can write a little program to display a, uh, display an image on a Mac, on, with a Mac uh, on an iPhone or something. And it wrote the code. And I tried it out and it worked. Oh my God. That's cool. And then I decided, well, let's see what else it knows how to do. I asked it to print uh, the first 50 Fibonacci numbers in fourth. And I wrote a fourth program to print the first 50 Fibonacci numbers in fourth. I said, oh, well, next time I want you to write C. And it writes it in C. Next thing I wanted it to do is to write it in Python. And it wrote it in Python. I said, wow. This is really cool. And how was the code? Code was perfect. I mean, it was, it could, it could be, uh, it was very simple little routines that were not very complicated. Yeah. I've done a lot of content output to HTML in seconds. It's so sweet. And I started using it to uh, compose, uh, uh, in, out, you know, my, uh, my, uh, GoFundMe. Uh, I used it to compose my, my, uh, compositions to post to GoFundMe. And then I asked it to give a tweet, asked it to post to Facebook and, um, important emails. I'd also ask it to compose, uh, the content email message. And I said, wow, this is cool. So good for social media and for things to do with updates and for writing better product descriptions and Shopify SEO related. It's really good for SEO. So then I had to go to a, uh, 
go to get an endoscopic done due to some stomach problems I've had. This is the internet we're on. Let's keep it to a level where we don't need to give too much detail. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And it gave me basically three things that were wrong with me. I put them in chat GPT. It came back with all the different things that were wrong with me. It gave me uh, medication information. It gave me uh, all the information at the very end. There's a little disclaimer paragraph at the very end that says, you always must go see the, seek the, uh, the opinion of a, of a doctor. So it said, this is, this is what we got. And at the very end, it says, just remember, you must always uh, go by the advice of your doctor. Then later on, I was given a list of medication. So I typed in a list of medication and it gave me back all the information on the medication, side effects, how often I should take it, all that stuff. Showed it to the doctor and the doctor was just amazed. The doctor didn't even know about it. Yeah, that that's fantastic. So we maybe maybe we could play with ChatGPT a bit on this call. We're all open it up. And we can ask it a few things. But I'd love to hear. Maybe you could just tell my audience a little bit more about who you are, because some people don't know who Captain Crunch, John Draper is, how much you know, and who you were involved with early on, and what kind of stuff you've got going on. I'd love to introduce you a little bit here, and then maybe after they watch the yeah. interview, they can help with your GoFundMe um, and understand things like. The Captain Crunch whistle was written in that book. The um, it was one of the keys in Ready Player One, the book, which we went and saw the movie together in Vegas. The new one that didn't have the key in Beyond it. Beyond the Little Blue Box. Beyond the Little Blue Box is the name of the book. It's out currently. You can get a copy of it, signed autographed copy from eBay. And uh, I'm doing uh, I'm doing some uh, YouTube videos uh, on my life, little selected videos with people that I met. And uh, some of them are relatively famous. I'm right now working on a deal where I'm talking to the uh, the author of Tetris. Oh wow! I was uh, basically I uh, gone, gone to uh, went to Russia in 1989 to the projects of Planetary Peace, and they would pair me pair me with a programmer. They had plumber to plumber, programmer to programmer, whatever, based on their skill sets. And uh, I did that. As far as who I am, I'm basically Captain Crunch. At least I got the name from the whistle, uh, which is a ca out of Captain Crunch cereal box. And you blow the whistle and it emits a very uh, notable frequency that can control the telephone company switch back when the phone company switch was analog. Uh, since that time, the uh, all of the calls were uh, pretty much uh, done automatically now and electronically. And uh, there is even a way to do that currently. I posted an article in, uh, I think it was Steam It, but I'm not sure on the vulnerabilities of SS7, signaling system seven. That's the system that currently was used uh, for uh, cell phone and uh, all that. And uh, I talked to the person in Germany who broke into the system 
and uh, it's possible to get, once you get the phone number, get their location of the phone number, where it's located at. And you can do all kinds of very nasty things and very magical things with the phone system. But since that time, they've all filtered that out now and you can't do it. But uh, in my article, I showed how to find the uh, listeners to uh, to at least test the filter to see if it's filtered. And you can, if it's not filtered, then you can get into it. And it's true that you did work with your friend Steve Wozniak prior to Apple, right? You were you and him did some cool stuff, and yeah. Well, basically, uh, what happened there was I uh, one of my friends, Alan, who was in KPFA Berkeley, ran across this guy at UC Berkeley who built a blue box and invited me to come down and take a look at it. Was he blind? Uh, Is this the blind guy? No, no, Steve Wozniak. No, oh, okay. <laughs> and so I went down and saw Steve and visited him and a few other people. Bill Claxton was another person that was in a dorm. You will see him on my Zoom uh, call uh, recently uh, on my YouTube channel. Uh, Bill is now currently in uh, Singapore. And he also participated in the, in the Zoom call that I had with Steve and uh, Randy Wigginton um, and uh, Ali Felsenstein, all the original homebrew computer people in that Zoom call, and it's on my YouTube channel. So uh, I might add that my YouTube channel is uh, youtube.com forward slash at sign uh, JD Crunchman 999 999399s. And that will give you and that'll get you into my YouTube channel. Perfect. The uh, twenty six hundred hertz tone uh, was used to uh, switch, to grab control of the uh, switch, which would then drop me into a trunk, and then I had to use a blue box to uh, key in the key key pulse area code number start, and that would then route the call. I'm actually thinking of of uh, releasing a blue box program for the iPhone. And how so would it work? Is it an app? an app? Yeah, it's an app on the iPhone. I think they're actually doing it. I was actually going to ask ChatGPT Chet to write the code for me. Why don't you just tell it to write the code for you? Well, yeah, I could do that too. Well, but I haven't done that yet. I've still got some stuff to do here. So what are some of the things to... that you're excited about for the future? Well, AI is definitely the big thing, and uh, I've been uh, writing. Uh, I've been writing uh, uh, ChatGPT AI, uh, APIs using ChatGPT, and, and not just using it over the web, using it through an API. Because I've got an API key from OpenAI, and I'm using that API code or API key to create some API AI functions. To do that, I'm working with another person who is uh, using it to uh, administer a Linux system. So, for example, if we wanted to make a website that is called If We Were Seinfeld, and we wanted to just have it so very simply, you just put in a couple fields of your friends and your information, and then it generates a Seinfeld episode using ChatGPT, but based on just a few things. That'd be very easy to do with this type of open AI. Um, well, many people have done that. 
you could take you could take a sketch on a napkin and and take scan the image through uh, through uh, the uh, the uh, stable diffusion application and uh, take that take that image and uh, it's a sketched uh, um, website and it will create the website from the sketch. Brilliant. Yeah, websites can be done in seconds now with you know open AI. It's crazy. I mean it's it, it, the problem is now it's gotten the AI the AI uh, releases right now I've just gone just gone viral. Um, just crazy. And they're actually thinking of having a moratorium on halting or slowing down AI development to allow people to catch up to it. Still unregulated, no regulation on it whatsoever. So the lawmakers, of course, are scrambling to try to figure out how they can regulate it. And uh, nobody knows what nobody knows what's going on. This evil clone so, army is being made as we speak. <laughs> like the wild, wild west right now in AI. It's it's crazy. Or, Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It gives everything. You know, I can just. You know, like like I was just interested in certain things, and I just ask ask ChatGP comes back and tells me what I want to know. What are some things that are maybe um, musicians and my viewers could could use ChatGPT for that would be helpful that they may not have thought of that you know about? Write a song. Have it write a song. And and so when you say that, what does the prompt look like for that? Well, you could write a song about certain things. You can write a song about your girlfriend, write a song about whatever. Write a song about, uh, and it will actually write a song. Oh, I know. And you, could put, and you could put music to it. You can put, write a song in the style of one of the seven biggest Michael Jackson hits. And when it's done, it'll sound like a Michael Jackson hit. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly. fucked. <laughs> yeah, that is fucked. Because <laughs> I don't want that yeah. song now, but at the same time, you could just do that, not tell anyone, and just change it up, it's and now you're... It's a completely disruptive technology. Schools and universities now are just... They don't know what to do. All prompt en students prompt engineer jobs. Paper, Climate jobs. Climate jobs, yep. prompt engineer jobs. That's it. Everything else is out the window. Prompt <laughs> engineering, yeah, absolutely. And so, what, like right now, for instance, Intel has banned the use of ChatGPT on their campus. In other words, you cannot use ChatGPT from Intel. You can't. You can't even do it on your phone. In other words. They will not let you bring your phone in to the Intel campus now. So they don't want you to use ChatGPT. The reason why is security. Are you familiar with the fact that there's now standalone versions of similar chat AI bots that people are fully installing yeah. and running locally? I saw two of them. I saw two of them in the last two days. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't have I don't have them off hand. I think they're about thing. 30 32 gigs or something. Yeah, one of them is uh one of them is uh uh I just saw it just recently 
So, like, let's talk for a second about you have a book out called Beyond the Blue Box, but you also have yeah. a GoFundMe page that um, I want people to go and fund you. So, what is it you're getting funded? So, I'm well, I'm funding my. Uh, I've asked for twenty five thousand dollars to cover my medical expenses. Mm -hmm. So help Captain Crunch people. He's a well known guy. He's done a lot of cool stuff. If you're seeing this video, yeah. please give him a bit of love with the GoFundMe. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Can you please, Crunch, please give me a few more uses for ChatGPT in the world that my viewers may find uh, interesting? I can't think of any. I mean, everything that I can think of is is spot on. Uh, well, well like, like things like I use them for Twitter posts. I use them for social media. I use them to write I my YouTube so. short captions. I use them to write my Shopify uh, product descriptions. What else do you use it for? Oh, I, I use it to plan my day, plan my week. Okay, and that's something people don't know you can do. So how do you, what's the prompt look like? Well, first of all, uh, I there are certain restrictions of what I can do because I'm in this group home. Okay. So I have to be able to, uh, I have to be able to, uh, uh, schedule around certain things that happen here. I've got to schedule around my doctor's appointments. And so I enter in the dates and times of my doctor's appointments, the dates and times of when I have to take a shower, my meals and stuff like that. And then, and, and then I have so many hours left over that I could do for like programming, uh, working on, you know, chat GPT or just, you know, uh, working on my uh, YouTube channel because I've I've got a lot of video editing to do, and so I have to I have to plan it. I have to plan how much time I need to use for editing, how much time I use for uh, for uh, vocalizing uh, on my uh, on my YouTube channel. Have you tried asking ChatGPT how frequently you should be posting and what type of content in order to grow your YouTube channel? Yeah, but it's gonna. It, yeah, it, it's not. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I don't have the time. So one of the prompts that I've watched is tell ChatGPT, I want you be, to be the best SEO consultant you can be. You say that right to ChatGPT and say, now, please give me, you know, and you give it a bunch of competitors, you give it a bunch of keywords and you say, and then you tell it to output this into a grid and a chart format that's easy to read and is very simple about what keywords you need to go after first and it'll do it yeah you're right it'll do it and so you could ask it to uh you could ask it to uh uh plan a vacation you can ask it to uh say well i've got a certain budget i can't go over this budget and I want to plan a trip. And I would like to go here, here, and here. Is it possible? Based on the cost of gas, the mileage you have to travel, et cetera, et cetera. Remember, ChatGPT only knows things up until like 20, what is it, 2019 or something like that. After 2019, it doesn't know anything. So it's, but there's BARD, B A R D dot Google dot com. And it's like ChatGPT. It also does coding. I just got accepted. I applied to get to get on there. I got. I just got on the waiting list, and I got an email message just recently telling me that I can. Uh... There you go. And so uh, there's another AI called B A R D. 
Okay, Google.com. How is that? Do you like it? I haven't played with it yet because I I, I, I didn't have access to it. Uh, but my friend uh, uh, Sean did. And uh, we were playing with it the other last night and it was crazy. I mean, it the thing with bard.google.com is it's not capped at 2018, okay? It gets up to current. It's up to current. That's thing, cool. Current. You can, and it does code too. It'll, it'll write code for you. It's, it's quite good. And it's Google. It's Google's AI. And they just came out with it recently. They are restricting usage of it. You have to apply. You have to get on the waiting list to get access to it. I uh, filled out the forms for getting on the waiting list yesterday, and I got on the waiting list today. So amazing. So here's what I did. As a, uh, just I went, plan me a great vacation that includes Los Angeles, Hawaii, and Cuba. And here's what it said. Here's a great vacation, including that day one to four is Los Angeles. It says explore Hollywood Walk of Fame, the Chinese theater, and then day two, Griffith Observatory, Universal Studios, and then the beach at Santa Monica day four, and then Hawaii, fly right to Hawaii, to Honolulu, gives you the Waikiki Beach, surf lessons, North Shore, Diamond Head for breathtaking views, Maui, and then it says Cuba, fly to Honolulu to Havana, four days in Cuba, it gives you old Havana, you know, the beautiful, basically the main places. And then that's that. And then I said, now include everything with a flair for Star Wars. So it starts over. You're in Los Angeles. But it says if you're a Star Wars fan, you have to check out the handprints of George Lucas and Mark Hamill at the Chinese Theater. Okay, that's not very much, but that's interesting. Don't forget to visit Universal Studios Star Wars. Eh, interesting. Anyway, so you can suddenly, now it's got spend eight days in Maui. And you can also recognize some of the landscapes from The Force Awakens. So I love that you can just throw in something weird like Star Wars to it. Um What's, you know, what's an example here we can try that's kind of bizarre? What's something we should ask it? Oh, well, let me think. Let me think. How can we get more people to John Draper or Captain Crunch's uh, GoFundMe page? Share on social media. Oh, that's just going to give us generic how to get GoFundMe stuff interesting though anyhow so yeah people if you're on wow please. meet that utilize influencer marketing oh that's interesting copy and paste that i don't want that <laughs> no go no copy the prompt too <laughs> i will oh yeah. i just I, I gotta put it in the chat i'm putting it into itself that's going to really confuse everybody. <laughs> sometimes my own, I'm pretty good uh, on the screen, but sometimes I'm not. <laughs> okay. So the prompt I said was, how can we get more people? Yeah, there we go. And you might want to tell them who you are too, a little bit in the prompt, right? Okay. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, chat GPT. What's another thing? So like, for example, in chat GPT, um, something you can do is a fundraising event um create give us some outside of the box but cheap and um results driven 
ideas for GoFundMe campaigns for John that will help his medical bills. He's a famous hacker from the 70s. <laughs> ChatGPT knows about me. Ah, this isn't the new one. This is the old one. But it says digital treasure hunt you could do uh, where participants can donate a small fee to join and follow clues to uncover digital artifacts related to John B. Draper's life. Uh, try, number, uh, try number two. Uh, I actually I actually posted on Twitter uh, a, uh, a Zoom ID on Twitter that I would ask questions uh, about the things and guess how many people showed up. You would, you would be very surprised. Yes. Zero. Exactly. <laughs> it's because nobody knew it was happening. Maybe we could say on, on when I post my podcast here, we can tell people that, hey, John's going to be doing a, uh, Ask Me Anything on this date and time. Also, remember, you're in California where it's still sunny there. It's We got snow hitting the ground right now. It's, it's late here. <laughs> so anyway. Um, all right, well, I'm going to kill that. That was interesting. It's always fun to be able to mess around with new technology with you, John. Um, Music-wise, have you been using it? So, you know, ChatGPT, you can tell it to create a song. And right. I've, d I've done this, just testing it oh, out. Actually, my friend, It'll actually write the my, notes. <laughs> my friend uh, John Sherman wrote a, a funk song about me i don't know i'll have to post a link to it in the uh in the comments if i can find it but it's a it's a uh it's a rap song about me okay i wrote so. a song today that i'm trying to collab with someone not using chat gpt and then i threw it into ChatGPT and said can you clean this up and make it look professional and they'll save it in word and it and it did did it look better than it was when it you made wrote? verse chorus verse and it put like when I wrote it put the titles and stuff for me cleaned it all up nicely but I'm not using chat GPT to write my music I'm writing my own music <laughs> why not not yet because I don't need it yet well that's true but you can I bought um I bought a new PA speaker it's next to me here but my mic is on top of it, but I'll show you the top part of it. It's uh, one of the column speakers. See that? Wow. So this is the top. How's, How's the sound quality? It sounds incredible. It's it's just a, a PA system and it's much better because for I run karaoke on Saturday nights locally here. And I used to use a bass amp and a, a treble amp that's external speaker to it. So that would cover the spectrum of the audio, but it was really heavy and clunky and it, it was just older and using this setup, it's a um, battery. It's, it's plugged into a, a, a plug to the wall. Oh, okay. yeah. I don't want to be, I don't care about being portable. It's portable to an extent where, but you still need power, but it, it's an entire PA system that is a size like this. It's an Evolve 30M by ElectroVoice. And uh, I'm pretty stoked, Evolve. I might need to get you to sponsor me too. <laughs> um, anyhow. Yeah, I'm trying to reach out to the retro community, uh, retro computer community. 
in the sense that, uh, you know, Apple II users, Amiga users, and Atari users, people from the old computer days, because I've got a lot of, uh, a lot of content that I could, a lot of stories that I could tell. Uh, tell me about, about Atari. About, I've never talked to you about Atari before. Well, I didn't do anything on Atari that much. Well, what, did you, what did you do? I, yeah, but, well, in, I was in Germany a lot, and they, they used Atari systems there, and they used Pascal, of all things, in, on Atari systems. Turbo Pascal or just Pascal? I'm not sure. I, I had to learn that in college. <laughs> Lame. But uh, while I was there in Germany, this was like in 1989, and this was during the wall, during the time that Germany opened up the wall. And I was in Germany at the time that the wall opened up. That must have been crazy. something. Yeah, and this is going to be in one of my YouTube in one of my YouTube programs coming up. Uh, Great. It's probably going to be. Uh, I'm going to start editing it as soon as I get more content. And uh, I have got, I've interviewed uh, Guido. I've interviewed uh, Arkady Bukowski, my Russian guy. And uh, so I got that those interviews in the can, and I got one more interview to do in uh, for a German person. Get that in the can, and I can start editing that together into a uh, into a story about uh, the the opening of the Berlin Wall. I was standing on the Berlin Wall, waving at the CNN cameras, and the wall opened up. Are you on CNN? Can, can you see yourself on CNN? I couldn't see myself on CNN, but I knew that there was a lot of cameras out there. I bet you, if you went back through the footage, you might be able to find yourself. Maybe get Chat GPT to find a video of you. <laughs> Yeah, and so uh, afterwards, uh, afterwards, uh, they didn't want to. I didn't want to hang around in West Germany. So what I did was, I dropped down on the other side of the wall in the East German side. Of course, you I did. Bumped around in East Germany and uh, met a couple people there. I met a conscript uh, soldier there, one of the guards there, and he gave me a piece of the wall. I have a picture of him handing me a piece of the wall. I wish I could find that photograph because I certainly want to make sure I put that in my video. Do you have the piece of the wall still? I came back with 40 pounds of the wall, but I don't, you know, I, I started giving away pieces and, you know. Here's some rubble. Thank you. Here's off, some more a rubble. A luggage bag. And I came going through the border. I said, what's in the bag? And I said, it looks like a bunch of rocks. And I said, yeah, it's a balloon wall. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That's epic, and dude. So, yeah. And so uh, after dropping on the other side of the wall, everything was just chaotic. There was no government, no police. It was totally anarchy. So I found myself, I found myself running into some other German people that spoke English. These are East German people. I said, what's interesting? You want to go to the Stasi headquarters now? It's open. Sure, let's go. So we go into the Stasi headquarters in Germany. There are no police. Everything was open. We ran through everything. And there was all of the government offices were just open. You could go in, you could mess around. There's no police, nothing. Total anarchy. Wow. It was craziest time. People running around doing whatever they wanted to do. And uh, it was absolutely amazing. Um, could, could I get you to tell us a, a little bit about 
I love this story about when you were in the Air Force and the, how, like, you accidentally drove down that road. <laughs> oh, were you talking about the, uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah, which one? Talking the about the Nuke Park? Yeah. I was on vacation in 1962. So, yes, where were you stationed in the 60s? I wasn't stationed anywhere. This was in 1962. I was in high school. <laughs> okay. I was in high school and hanging out with a friend on vacation. We went to Lake Mead in southern Nevada. We were driving up northern Nevada on Highway 95 or whatever it was. Highway, you know, north-south in Nevada. This was like, uh, we left really early in the morning. We left about three o'clock. We were about, uh, we were, we were in a, in a, uh, a pickup truck and a 1957 Chevy pickup truck calling a trailer. So we were not going very fast. We, uh, heard on the radio that there were going to be a, a nuclear test in the Nevada test in the Nevada testing thing. So uh, I didn't realize how close I was. Uh, but what happened was they closed the road behind us. We'd gotten past the checkpoint. We were going slower than normal. So when it went off, we couldn't have been any closer to the ground zero blast at that point. We were direct line of sight to the fireball. And, you know, covered my eyes like this. I could see the bones in my hands because the light, light was so bright. And uh, my, I, I, I was sort of like partially blinded for a while. It was just that intense. Car stopped immediately. There was no power to the car. Turned out that it fried the, like, the ignition in the car. It was, it's, like know, an EM, it's like an EMP bomb. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. MP stopped the car. And so we had to wait for road service to come along. And eventually somebody came along and uh, gave one of us a ride to the gas station. And we had come back with a tow truck to get the car towed to get it fixed. And the entire electrical system in the car was completely fried. What so happened? Was, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> radio stopped working. It was just this big black and all of a sudden the car just crackled pop and it was dead nothing uh we had to wait for like maybe an hour and a half two hours before we could go but you said when it actually hit the shock wave was pretty powerful the shock wave was almost knocked our trailer over yeah it luckily we had parked it in, in, in an area where we were kind of almost head on to the shockwave. Had we been broadside to the shockwave, I'm pretty sure it would have tipped the trailer over. You see it coming, this big wall of dust coming toward you, you know? That's crazy. I can't even imagine. Did you, you knew what it was, but you didn't know how close you were. Yeah. Well, we were, we figured we were about 30 miles away and it was a small tactical nuke, luckily. It wasn't one of those big, you know, Just just a tactical nuke, you know, one of those small ones, not a big deal, you know. Yeah, I'm, right, right. I'm, I'm picturing the beginning of Indiana Jones 4, that Crystal Skull movie where he jumps in the refrigerator to avoid it because he's on the testing range. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be a good movie, the new Indiana Jones. But um, 
let me see here. So, man, when's it coming out? I don't know. Soon. You know that new? Remember that bike you were driving, the Tesla bike you had at Burning Man? Could you talk about that a little bit? <laughs> well, that that uh, the guy who owned that bike, his name is Mikhail, Mikhail and he, he was from Russia. And uh, when he came, when he brought the bike over to the United States, he wouldn't let him bring in a, in a battery pack that was much better than the battery pack that was in there. So he had to put a, a battery pack full of uh, like, you know, regular wet cell batteries. So it really wasn't that, that good uh, power range. But it had a lot of range and you, you, I could pretty much go anywhere I wanted to in the playa. Dude, that's... Two speeds. When was that? Like four years ago? Whenever it was at Burning Man. Yeah, you were there, right? Yeah. It was not very... I'm just for my audience. This guy was at Burning Man like four or five years ago, hey, flying hey, around hey, in an electric... You were at the skate park, right? Yeah, skate camp. Oh, skate camp. Yeah, skate camp. Right, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So it was a three-wheel bike. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And it was a, uh, a three-wheel bike. And uh, it was quite nice. It was fast. To... It was like fast, like electric torque fast. Yeah, it would, it would, it would accelerate like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, I had to be kind of careful. I had to be kind of careful, and there's a lot of people around. I always put it on slow speed when I was like, you know, around a lot, a lot of people. But once I get out, once I get out out into the deep playa, out away from the uh, camp, you know, I could pretty much open it up. But still, there are so many people out there that don't have lights. And it's so annoying. Yeah, you know what I mean, and well, that was my biggest complaint was that nobody would dark nobody turds. Would yeah, dark charge. Yeah, that's it. Dark charge. I remember that now. I um. What? what I stopped riding a. I, I don't know. Track? Huh? I stopped Ooh. riding bikes. I just rode the hoverboard. Yeah. What do they my, call trash? Uh, my computer is on trash? it. Yeah. What do they call the trash thing? You trash bag. What do they call it? There's a name. The trash fence. No, oh, you're no, talking no, about no, moop. You're talking about track. matter out of place. Moop, moop. That's it, moop. Matter out of place. Of course, I know this. I I was the, um, what do you call it? LNT lead for skate camp one year. That's leave so leave no many, trace. I have so many videos of Burning Man, but I can't publicly show them. Who gives a shit? I've so many videos. Why can't you show them? Because of copyright from who burning man burning man yeah they would sue me if i showed any of those i don't know i think there's a fair use clause that you can go with for some of it depending on what you're posting these days look on youtube there's a lot of videos posted i would see what other people are doing before you worry too much about it i used to be super worried about posting anything at like 10 in 2011 or 12 but everyone films everything all the time I'd have to screen the videos. I'd have to blank. I might have to blank out the faces of people that are too close to me. You know, we don't want to. I mean, don't you know. show people naked. But otherwise, well, who no, cares? Otherwise, it doesn't matter. I think as long as you're not making someone like you know, sometimes there's people walking around with clothing on they don't want their boss to see. But like at this point, who gives a shit? Uh, most of the stuff I was taking pictures of were the art cars at night. 
I have some crazy video too. Insert clip. Anyway, so John, really nice yeah. to catch up with you. Let's have a phone call offline in the next couple of weeks uh, or less in next week or so. Please, please like and subscribe to this YouTube channel. And don't forget to go over to my channel, okay, youtube.com forward slash at sign JD Crunch Man 999. That's my YouTube channel. And my Patreon channel is patreon.com forward slash JD Crunch Time. And don't forget the stuff that's on Patreon will always be first. Then after about two weeks or so, then I'll put it up on YouTube if it's worthy of being up on YouTube. And do you YouTube have any music on your, do you have any music uploaded? Uh, I get my music from, uh, uh, from the, uh, what's it called? Uh, something your, sound. Uh, SoundCloud. It, it, no, no, it's, it's, uh, um, it's an epi epidemic sound. I, I, I buy, a, I buy a, a royalty to use their sound. I go in and pick the music that I want. So I got the music that I come is from ep epidemic sound. Do you put it on your I YouTube channel? Yeah, it's, well, I have a license. But so do I you actually put... put oh, okay. So you can use it for like background music for everything. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then I give the creditor you know to the sound musician and stuff but you you thing. but you've made your own songs before and that's what i was just wondering if you uploaded any of your um, own music i haven't i haven't made my own music yet i'd like to i just haven't I, had it. and i i couldn't not ask you that being on the musicians insider because if there was anything if you have any advice for musicians what would it be <laughs> uh don't know man just get out there and make the make get out there and make the songs and Make it go viral, I guess. Is there a black hat way to do that? Uh, good question. I would say get it out on YouTube, first of all, because uh, YouTube's got a very wide audience. You'll have the rights to it. So you, you know, anything you have the rights to, if you, if you created the song, it's your song, you're, you have the rights to it. So you go out there and you put it up on YouTube plug the heck out of it on social media and twitter i recently heard a trick where you make the youtube video private send tons of traffic to it from any source it doesn't know where it came from as soon as you turn it public it'll rank for the title of the keyword take my youtube channel private no just the video per on a video basis per video basis this is a tactic i was told by someone the video private right and then, and then you send traffic from any source to it thousands of views from like fiverr and then afterwards when you make it public so no, you keep you the know, youtube my... private and you send it traffic privately until it has a lot of traffic how do you do that i don't know there's a million ways to do that and then when you go public it'll rank for the keyword in the title of the video it's a trick well i'd like to see yeah. you test i'd like to see you test that I know that you're into shit like that. I'll be happy to test it because <coughs> I've only only got about maybe 30, uh, 30 subscribers right now. So you know, subscribe to my uh, my Patreon. That's how I get my money right now is through through my subscribers. I mean, I'm barely eating by. So uh, by all means, you know, 
go down, click on that link below and uh, subscribe to my uh, my uh, Patreon, you know, and oh, yeah. uh, that can really come out, guys. It really would. Well, thank you, John. It's always great to speak to you. Captain Crunch in the house. Um, and this has been another episode of the Musician's Insider. And I'm Cronus, and we will talk to you again soon.